0: raise a child with unique needs, because there's not a playbook. There's not a playbook to raise a child with unique needs, especially in the church. There's not a playbook for that.
1: Welcome to the Exponential Groups Podcast. I'm your host, Alan White. This podcast is designed to help you take the guesswork out of groups. In each episode, you will discover effective ways to recruit more leaders, form better groups, and make more disciples. Please subscribe to this monthly podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to this bonus episode on the theology of suffering and trials. This episode is part two of episode five with Monica Lee. In this interview, we discuss a thought from A.W. Tozer that God cannot use a man or woman greatly until he wounds them deeply. This conversation is based on our personal experience in raising children with special needs in our own families and serving in ministry. Monica is the Community and Discipleship Pastor at Radiant Church in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Radiant Church, led by Senior Pastor Lee Cummings, is a multi-site church and is the parent of the Radiant Network of Churches. Monica began her career in corporate America before transitioning into ministry staff. She is a lifelong Michigander. And she loves to spend time with Matt, her husband of 19 years, and their two teenage children, Gavin and Taylor. Together, they share a love for family time, travel, and adventure. To access the show notes, go to alanwhite.org forward slash bonus one. Now my interview with Monica Lee. Um, as we end our time together, I want to turn to something that's a little more personal because you and I both have had the experience of having children in as infants in the extended time in the NICU and then having children that have ongoing health problems. How has that experience, how has it impacted your life um, and your ministry?
0: That's a great question, Alan. As we discussed before, we, we do have children with very specific needs. In common. And my daughter was born as a micro preemie, She was born uh, three months early to the day, but she was born with, so she was born day one of 27 weeks, and she was born with a 24 week lung because my water broke at 24 weeks. Wow. So she had some very unique challenges and was in the NICU. And the doctors gave us a very, very poor prognosis for her. Um, in fact, it was typically what I would hear is that. They expected that they would have to turn off life support with her at some point. Mm -hmm. But we really we prayed and the Lord really gave us insight that he was going to do something miraculous and that doctors would marvel with her. And by the grace of God, she was born and doctors have marveled. They said she wouldn't walk or talk or um or be an excellent student. And she has confounded every one of those. She walked sooner than my son talked sooner than my son, and is just doing incredible in school. So I, I believe that, you know, walking closely with the Lord, when you have those situations, as we have both learned is just so key. But my son was, um, my son was born at 42 weeks, so I couldn't get him out soon enough. He was my firstborn, <laughs> and uh, but at, soon after he was born, we learned that he had some issues, and he is um, very hearing impaired, and there are some other issues that go along with that. So when you ask the question about ministering out of that or what you've learned, I think I think that the first thing that I've learned in that is that, you know train a child in in the way that they should go. And when they're old, they won't depart from it. And sometimes it feels very vulnerable to raise a child with unique needs because there's not a playbook. There's not a playbook to raise a child with unique needs, especially in the church. There's not a playbook for that. And so, you know, train them in the way that they should go. And I've just learned to lean on the Lord very closely, uh, you know, put everything before him in prayer and in petition, be praying over them. I, I pray for my children fiercely and every day I pray over them. My, my son will joke because a lot of times this will come back up. Of, of, of course, mom, this happened because you pray that over me every single day, but I'll pray that the Lord would grow them in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and with man. And that has been my prayer. And by the grace of God, I have just seen him move in such amazing ways. So I am so privileged to be their mother. I am so honored that the Lord would choose me to get to raise them. But I do believe that it keeps me very, it keeps me closer to the Lord in growing children with with unique needs. Uh, I think that one of the things that it's taught me from a ministry perspective, outside of the personal perspective, is that um, I have a new compassion to minister to others who have these issues. You know, so often we're graced with the ability to to minister to people through the things that we've been through. And I I forget uh, who it was that even said it um, because I don't want to, I don't want to misquote, but um, the Lord, before the Lord uses someone greatly, he wounds them deeply. Yeah. Do you know who said that?
1: I don't remember right off, but I've okay. heard that as well. Okay.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, we'll have we'll have to add in the quote at the at the notes of who said it. But you know, I I I I see that. I see that that, that I've been wounded deeply in this area and the Lord has has used it greatly to do ministry and people in a really deep and unique and profound way. So I am thankful for that opportunity and I see the fruit of that on a regular basis. You know, and outside of this, I I think a lot of churches in general don't have a theology for this long term um, challenge that sometimes we go through. And to be quite honest, before the last, you know, five or 10 years, I didn't have a theology for that. I had only been through trials that are short term. And Mm -hmm. I think of those trials as a as a as a high school track meet. And you're running in with every step, you hear someone cheering you on, and you hear someone, you hear the stands, and and you know to just press on hard because it's going to be over and that there's a finish line. And all of the trials that I'd been through in my life were like that. They were fast. The Lord was speaking constantly. There were encouragements all around me. Go, 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 go with every step. And I think that, you know, before the last, you know, 10 years or so. I didn't have the theology of longer trials. I didn't have the theology of, of the marathon or the cross-country, to use that same analogy, the cross-country race for suffering. In fact, if, if, you would read, if I would read the um, New King James Version with the fruit of the spirit, it would be long-suffering and I would close the book because I didn't like the idea of long-suffering. Um, I would close the book and I would read a different version that, that would say patience and not long-suffering. But I think over the last 10 years, I've really developed theology for long suffering. And like I said, it's more of a cross-country race it's rugged terrain, you have to endure, you have to really press through. Sometimes you're running and it feels like you're on your own. And, and there's not support until there's a big corner, there's a big shift, and all of a sudden, there's a sign. And that's really, really shaped me to be able to minister as well. Because before this, I didn't have a theology of long term, I, I would hope that I could pray over my child, and they would be healed, and it would be a non issue. But, you know raising. A, raising a child with these special needs is is very unique. It's very unique in the way that that we approach it. It's very unique in the way that it shapes us, and it's unique in the in the theology that he equips us to, that it equips us to be able to minister out of. So um, it's something that I would never trade. My kids are the joy of my life, and uh, but it's certainly raising children with with unique needs. That that don't fit the standard mold is is really a um, is a unique challenge.
1: Yeah, and it, you know, and it's interesting too in scripture, just the phrase that talks about sharing in in the fellowship of Christ's suffering, and I think it's interesting yeah. that the inspired word there is fellowship, that it's mm-hmm. a fellowship that we're joining together with Jesus in community around our suffering and around things that are hard. And, you know, to be honest, when I was raised up, it was very kind of Old Testament that if you obey, good things will happen to you. And if you disobey, you know, bad things will happen to you. And, you know, and as we were sitting in the NICU with our son, who's now 19, but still has ongoing problems from 19 years, you know, just wondering what in the world God was up to. And you ask, well, you know, why do why do bad things happen to good people? And the realization is bad things happen to everybody. But at least right. we have the Lord. At least we have his grace. At least we have that part to you know, keep us right. going forward. And obviously, as, as heartbreaking as it is at times to see mm-hmm. things happen with your children, um, the mm-hmm. other side of it is to know that they belong to God, to know that uh, this you know, was not any kind of a mistake. And even though this is hard, you know, you can't just say, oh, I'm just going to sit down and give up because this is hard. You still have to fulfill your calling. And God gives you the grace and the ability to do all of that, even though um, some of it may seem to be a little bit unfair. But, um, right. you know, as I tell my kids, they'll say, that's not fair. I said, well, you might as well learn it now. Life's not fair. So, <laughs> right,
0: right. And, well, and you know, to that point, Alan, as I was discussing earlier that to be close, to stay close to the Lord, I think it's really important for us to, to remember that the Lord created them. He knit them in our womb. He, he has a plan for them. He has a name for them. He has a purpose for them and he has a destiny for them. So, uh, you know, we really have the, and speaking about discipleship. We have a unique it, we have a unique opportunity as parents to disciple our children who have unique needs to become world changers in a really unique way. And I I love that that the Lord knows how He knit them, the Lord knows what He made them for, and the Lord knows how He wants to use them. And if we're if we stay close, He's going to help us train them in the way that they should go. So um, I I don't know I I couldn't do it without the Lord and without His His guidance and His direction and his love for, him, for them, because he shows them on a daily basis that he loves them more than what I could even show them on a daily basis. So I just need to lean into what he's doing.
1: Absolutely. Well, Monica, thank you so much for being on the podcast.
0: Well, thank you. It was a pleasure being here, Ellen.
1: Thank you for joining us for this bonus episode on the theology of pain and suffering with Monica Lee. Clearly, these thoughts should lead to a much larger conversation about the theology of trials and suffering. It's a very real part of our lives, as well as the ministry God has called us to. Like many of you in ministry, everything in life is not always up and to the right. As Rick Warren has said, often there are parallel tracks of success and suffering that we are navigating simultaneously. You can't really wait for everything to get better or become more normal before you fulfill what God has called you to do. You have to move forward, but also in that You can't go it alone. Find the help and support that you need, friends to confide in, and folks who will pray for you. Sometimes you get so busy creating community for everyone else that you neglect creating community for yourself. God is with you. When times are dark, He has not abandoned you. When things go wrong, God is continuing to work in you and through you. And as I've experienced, when you feel you have nothing to give, Often God does his best work because, well, I can't get in his way.